Here's what happened on the most recent episode of the Let's Go Eat Show Double Shot. We have four different Diet Coke varietals, and we're going to taste test them to decide which is the best. Why so, am I sitting across the table from Gina? I don't get that. I don't know. I was looking forward to the thin cans, because that's part of the appeal of this, is they come in the thin can. They didn't call it bloody orange. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't call it bleeding orange. Hemorrhaging orange. <laughs> I just burped and you didn't even know. It's possible well, to do it in a rose on your nose. It is possible. I want you by the end of this to, to just belch what? into the microphone. <laughs> no, that, no. What? She tried her hardest. She barely, nobody heard that. Oh, there we Yay. go. Yay. <laughs> to listen to this episode and help support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash let's go eat show. Thank you. I'm uh, recording this intro for the Let's Go Eat show uh, right after having interviewed uh, the uh, the guy who's on the show, Ben McAdams. Ben McAdams is the county mayor, and he's uh, running for Congress against Mia Love. And it's um, it's difficult for me to do an interview like that because it's too easy. Uh, because I have the tendency to agree with most of the things that Ben McAdams says he's a Democrat, he's, he's liberal for Utah. He, well, he's li- actually pretty liberal about most things for Utah or not Utah, uh, which is always surprising that he's won as many elections as he has in the state. Well, now he's running for Congress against Mia Love in the 4th District, and, and it's just hard because I, you know, I want to ask him challenging questions. I want to ask him questions that are, that are probing, and, and, but I, you know, it's, it's like I agree with him. Uh, but anyway, there it is. It's the Let's Go Eat Show. Our guest, Salt Lake County Mayor and uh, Congressional Candidate, Ben McGinnis. These lights shining right in my eyes. We, You know, we should really put the guest on this side of the table, Dylan, for the podcast. The most the uncomfortable side? Well, because it's, it, it's like... I feel like, so to, to explain to the listeners of the Let's Go Eat Show, which is what we're about to do, uh, there are these very bright lights on, in the ceiling right across from me, and I feel like I'm in an interrogation room uh, about ready to be grilled by the police, which, I, I, and I know that because of personal experience, yeah. but when they, they, <laughs> they shine the lights on you, yes. yeah. we, so, we, so we, should, we should put the guest over here and start the interrogation. Yeah, put him on the spot. Yeah. Well, you don't like your back to the door. That's I know true. about you. That's true. So I put you there. Mm. All right. Well, our guest on the Let's Go Eat Show is Salt Lake County Mayor and perhaps soon-to-be District 4 Congressman for the state of Utah, uh, Ben McAdams, who's been on the Let's Go Eat Show before. The last time we talked, uh, no, I, run, I run into you formal, uh, informally here and there. Liquor stores. And, you know. <laughs> That's a, I love that story. I still I tell know. it occasionally. <laughs> Running into a county mayor, Ben McAdams, who I know is a sober, uh, non-drinking Mormon. And I was at the, the state liquor store with, uh, I think, my, my, I was with one of my kids. Yeah. I, was, and I had one of my kids with that's me. That's right. And, yeah. and, uh, and I see, I was coming out of the liquor store and Ben McAdams was about to go in. And I, of course, said, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? I, was, I was making something that, that called for like red wine in it, and I had no idea. It was, what, a, it was a ratatouille, as I think you yeah. said, or a ragu, one of the two. Yeah. And so I had your help. 
Red, red wine, yeah. yeah. Needed red wine. What should I use to cook with? I think I had my son just sit in the car for a second. I'll go back in and, <laughs> and help the mayor. Uh, you, were you mayor at that time? Or you I was, was mayor at you, the time. Oh, not, yeah. not state senator. I was not So you mayor. started out your career as a senator, state senator. Have you ever lost an election? I have not, no. Well, that bodes well for the future, That's perhaps, right. let's, yeah, I would think. Let's not start this year. Yeah, state senator, and then um, uh, you were there one one term in one the term. Senate, uh-huh. which is how many years? Four? Four years. Four yeah. years. Yeah. And then uh, county mayor succeeding, uh, was it Nancy Workman? Uh, Peter Caroon. Oh, Caroon. Yeah, yeah, Peter Caroon. Sure. And then uh, now you've been county mayor for two years. No, going on six years. Why do I think it's two? I was elected. Oh, I was two elected terms. Two I'm terms. sorry. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Two, we had two him terms. on here like five years ago. Yeah. yeah. It was we right were at, I got elected, I think. We yeah. were at Pat's Barbecue. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish we were there now, but instead um, we're in studio and uh, drinking a protein shake, which is my lunch. This is the let's go eat. And, How uh, times have uh, the, changed. The, yes. <laughs> and Ben McAdams was uh, uh, kind enough to re- realize that we needed something, so he brought us each a uh, premier protein shake. Costco protein shakes is what I actually do. I don't have time usually to eat out, eat lunch or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'll have I'll down a protein shake in between meetings, and that's my my lunch. So uh, you, you know, we should consider. Let's change the name of the show to the "Let's Go Drink a Protein Shake" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> show, and uh, and that's what we'll do because actually you can uh, do these uh, while you're doing an interview a little easier than eat. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, so yeah. um, let's talk about being uh, being the mayor of Salt Lake County first, and then we'll get into your run for. Congress. Okay, uh, it's for, to all appearances, it's gone quite well for you as mayor. You've you've done. No one seems to be very critical of you. You 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 have the tendency to be able to kind of sail through things and. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, and I mean, why I, is that? I I love my job. I have so I, I think I have a good attitude about it. I love my job. Um, Maybe it's because I'm a middle child too, so I always was like torn between the youngest <laughs> and the oldest, and trying to find a way to to get along. As I think maybe some of that's it. Mm. Um, but I just, you know, I I don't take myself too seriously, and uh, and usually what I find is, you know, I'm a Democrat in Utah, so that puts me on the uh, in the minority of, mm-hmm. of viewpoint and that with people. But I usually find I, I I'm pretty good natured, so I approach I approach problem solving as you know I think I I. I'm an optimist, um, which that's don't, rare. Don't be a Democrat in Utah unless you are an optimist, yeah. right? Because yeah. uh, yeah. you're bound to be disappointed. But uh, yeah, I see the best in people. So I look at somebody like Greg Hughes, who is a conservative Republican, often reviled on your show. On, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I kind of yeah. like Greg anyway. I, you know, Greg and I have become close, close friends, and uh, I think it's because you know I look at him and I say, look, this is a guy who. Is trying to make this the world a better place, just like I am. Now he sees it differently than I do, mm-hmm. but if you can start from that perspective that we're both trying to get uh, to make the world a better place, usually you can find common ground. And it might not be everything I want; it's not everything that he wants. But you know, Greg and I have, for, for example, have been able to find common ground. Spencer it's interesting. Cox, it's yeah. interesting too because he is a combative person. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, if 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 you want to be. And he's not moderate. You know, no. If you want to be, if you want to be um, combative, he'll he'll do that too. Yeah. I I enjoy talking to him, and I still want to have him as a guest on the. We've not had him on this soon. podcast. We'll get him on. You soon. should, yeah. But yeah. He, uh, he, you know, I say uh, I'll say to him, you know, we'll give you shit, and he said, yeah, that's fine. 
I'm in the business of, you know, that's my job to listen to what you have to say. And if you want to be critical, that's okay. I can take it. I'll admit, maybe this will come back to haunt me or haunt him, but I really like him. And I I appreciate his approach. Like he's going to jump in with both feet and try and get something done. And I I like that. And and usually, but he'll also listen. I found he'll listen to me and we can oftentimes find common ground. So he and I become good friends. We talk on the phone two or three times a week about this or that. And, and then you were, me- you were he does. I heard you say Spencer Cox. Yeah, I was going to mention so Spencer Cox, someone it's, else who It's I like. to me like you guys are like twins somehow. Yeah. And and, and you know what I mean. It, he's he's this moderate Republican, uh, just a, and he, a lawyer like you, uh, yeah. law school, and uh, uh, well-spoken, And but you're a Democrat, he's a Republican, but it's almost like your mirror images are off uh, Yeah, I think, I think we're both the same age. We both have yeah. four kids. We, you know, there's a lot we have in common. And and I really appreciate his approach too. He's also somebody who doesn't take himself too seriously. He'll come to come to the public. He's willing to take some heat. Come to the public dialogue and, and bring a fresh perspective. I uh, though, although having him on our show, which we do usually during the legislative session, I he's very artful at. Um uh, of really somehow not answering the question yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Being a politician. He's, he's very good at that. Yeah. And that's a political thing yeah. to do of kind of, he'll give you something that sounds really good and I'll think, wait, did he really answer that question yeah. or not? <laughs> but uh, but I like it. He's, and he's mostly straightforward. Yeah. Uh, and Greg Hughes is just the opposite. He'll tell you what he thinks well, and it'll make you mad and he'll, he doesn't, doesn't care. Right. And he'll throw a punch at that's you. That's right, exactly. One thing Greg has that you don't, and I don't mean to be offensive, um, tanning ability. Oh, yeah. Greg can tan... <laughs> So, uh, maybe yeah. that's why he likes our president so much. Greg maybe. Hughes likes Trump, and, you Tanner. know. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. They have I, uh, bond so, there. So, uh, do you dislike con- conflict? Uh, or, uh, in general, are you? A, you know, there are people. I'm kind of a person like that. I seem combative, but really, I don't like discord. I don't uh, at home. I, I really don't want to have fights with my wife or my kids. I just can't stand discord. I. You know, now it happens, but but I just just I just I almost revile discord. I I my I grew up with a dad. I wasn't very close with my dad growing up. And do I need to lay down? Is this like a therapy session or? No, you're okay. fine. <laughs> I wasn't very close with my dad growing up. He wasn't very. He had a, quite a temper. And uh, maybe as a child, I was always trying to smooth things out. And, and maybe that's where I learned the skill of of covering, of going out into public. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't just a big, massive family blow up and everything's okay. And and uh, trying to be the glue in, in the family. Uh, maybe that's some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, people who work with me know that I'm also, I can fight and get stuff done. Um, you don't, you don't, I've, as mayor of Salt Lake County, we've gotten a lot of stuff done and a long list of accomplishments and, and, uh, you, I, I'm willing to fight for what well, I believe in. Just, 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 just a couple of quick things that you. Th- let's not go through. You said a long list. Let's not yeah. do the whole okay. thing. <laughs> but maybe the top three or four things that you you feel good about this. What you've done as county mayor. You know, I think uh, with the work that we've done on homelessness uh, to really understand a problem and not just not just put a fresh coat of paint on our problems and and gloss over it, but uh, to really take a deep dive to understand the challenges around homelessness and and as we dove into that, it, be, it homelessness leads you to addiction and treatment. And and the need to expand treatment options for people who who are suffering from addiction, uh, at least to the criminal justice system. And what can the criminal justice system, are we warehousing people mm-hmm. or are we helping people to become productive members of society? So this um, was a bit of a rabbit hole we went down as we were trying to understand all of these problems. And and we came to the point that I think we really understand it, but that's an area that also is rife with turf and and 
and pit, tur- pit turf, fun, wars and, turf wars mm-hmm. and pitfalls and that. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that uh, that it, the, the homelessness is this topic, and yet people who are dealing with that problem, they all have their own little fiefdoms and yeah. things that they want to mm-hmm. kind of protect the way they do it. And they're all good people. They're trying to, sure. trying to make the world a better place, but they have their point of view. They have their view of the world. And, uh, you know, I, I think... The fact that we've come through this, and look, there's been some controversy and some flare-ups on that from time to time, but we've come through that. We've got some consensus. We're on the back end. We're implementing this stuff, and there are, there are challenges ahead of us, but we've been, we've done that pretty successfully, and I think that's because you've had people who are more interested in a solution than they are in turf. Greg Hughes has been a big part of that, uh, but Greg and I have, I, and I think that's where we formed our strong friendship. Again, we, we look at the problem very differently, mm-hmm. but we both want to solve the problem. Uh, have they, uh, just a par- parenthetical aside there, have, have they actually started building some of these no, uh, shelters? No, their architects are doing the design right now. But they're um, going to be, are they going to, They're so they are going to be new. I'd forgotten that. They're not going to be buildings that have been repurposed. They're all, they're, they will all be new buildings yeah. and break ground in the next several months. Yeah. Uh, and one other, one couple of other quick accomplishments as mayor, and then we'll move on to running for Congress. Well, I would say the things that we've done with economic development and job creation. You know, Salt Lake County um, has really taken the lead. We just got uh, a report by the Brookings Institution, a national think tank that's looking at uh, how economic incentives are used. Are they wasted? Are they and and held out Salt Lake County as really an example of of using economic incentives not to just as corporate handouts or corporate welfare, but we're using these to create good paying jobs for residents of Salt Lake County. Uh, you know, when you look at fights, it was you know I don't have to think back to just 2016 when there was a uh, a, a dust up over uh, an incentive that was going to go to a large company here. Uh, Trying not to throw p- too many people under the bus, was but it, now being the nice guy. See right. what now was that? Amazon, Facebook, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Facebook. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and look, I, I don't fault them for coming in and asking for what they did, but I felt that it was um, it wasn't going to be good for the taxpayers, so we opposed that, and it, mm-hmm. it got ugly. And yeah. uh, and I think we protected the taxpayer. Now, I'm not opposed to. I think there can be a, the right way to do that too. So I hope I look forward to companies, whether it's Facebook or another company, who wants to come back. And, and we can work through those issues and we can find the right way to do it. But, but if I don't think it, if I don't believe in it, I'm willing to go to, go to the, you know, go to and fight for what I believe in. And you won that fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, you said, no, they're asking for too much. Yeah. They're asking for too much. And you, there, you were uh, assailed by people in the legislature and, uh, uh, and you won that fight. And did you win it because you're the mayor of the county damn it <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and and well i guess you had to persuade the council to go yeah, along uh-huh. with you uh, and the, they did the way that, that that decision was going to be made up of a board of eight individuals that was comprised of two from the county two from the city of west jordan mm. two from the school board cuz it benefits yeah, all of those uh-huh. those entities and uh, you know and and uh, the thing that was the thing that was i think most offensive to me in that is that they were drawing a 2000 they were going to have this incentive apply to 2000 acres facebook was asking for 200 and yet there was this whole giveaway to who knows what else hmm. would go there and i just said Salt Lake county's not in the business of writing blank checks with our tax dollars mm-hmm. for something we don't even know where it's going to be spent so yeah. that was the biggest opposition we wanted it scaled down to just the size of the company itself um, so I, I went to the council we got to uh, my vote and the council's vote was no, but then we had to go to the school board. And so I teamed up with uh, some conservative Republicans and Senator Jim DeBacca. So you had it from the left to the right. Mm-hmm. We're saying this is a bad deal. And we were able to persuade one of the school board votes to be a no. And that gave us the, the votes that we needed to. Oppose that's, it. that's how government works. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's move on to uh, running for. Hang on. I have a problem. What? <clears throat> Here's my issue in my life. Okay. What, Dylan? You can help me out with this. 
So I, I work here at Broadway Media in Salt Lake. We do the morning show in the morning. Um, but I, I live in Ogden because it's really expensive to get an apartment. He can't, he can't help you with that. So I <laughs> want to know, but they're building all these apartments in Salt Lake City, these buildings. Is that going to make it easier for me to move here? I hope so. I, I mean, I think we, we are uh, in a housing crisis that's getting worse, not better. And and I say the county's doing some incredible things. Salt Lake City's doing some incredible things to address it. And I think with all of that work, it's getting worse more slowly. You know, I don't know that it's getting better. <laughs> we're, so. we're, we're slowing down the yeah, worse. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a long way slowly. to go. Uh, we do need to continue to build more housing. I think that's a supply and demand thing. The demand is high and the supply is low. And so you're yeah. going to see prices continue to increase. I want to make one more pitch on something else I'm really proud that we've done. Sure. And that's uh, to get partial Medicaid expansion. We have... We have uh, oh, yeah. and now. I'm a supporter of full Medicaid expansion. That failed. Hughes Hughes takes some pride in having yeah. stopped it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to him. He and I talked after that, and we said, "Okay, so what's next? You you stopped that. No isn't no isn't going to get ten thousand people who are in, in addiction into treatment. What are we going to do?" And uh, came up with another plan that works, and uh, it was bipartisan. And and uh, now within the last six months, we've doubled the size of uh, treatment capacity in Salt Lake County. So we're getting hundreds and thousands of people into treatment, getting them, helping them to overcome addiction. And I'm really proud about that. And I get to meet those people and, and see their progress. And it's really pretty cool. You know, that's, that's why I couldn't be a politician because I, um, One of the I the, well, many, <laughs> many, my, my past record right. would probably <laughs> preclude me, but, um, I, I don't understand why Greg Hughes as an example, but other people on that side of the fence, don't see the thing see things the way i see them because the way i see them is right yeah it is yeah. it's right it's the right thing to do to ex- it would be the right thing to do to expand medicaid completely yeah. as as was first uh, proposed by the obama administration and the affordable care act it was the right thing to do it was the right thing to do but why don't they see that maybe this is why i am a politician I, and I don't want to spend my airtime maybe tell, telling his point of view, but I can see his point of view. And I, here's what I would say his point of view is. The, uh, that expansion would have required Utah to cover everybody who's at, at or below 133% of the poverty level. Mm-hmm. So Hughes' concern was what happens when there's a downturn, government revenues become constrained. You know, if there's, if there's 100,000 people that are below the poverty level and then there's a downturn, that might become 150,000 people. And so the state expenditures, the cost is going to go up when our ability to pay goes down. And so he was concerned about that. I think that's a rational point of view. I think that it was it, our priorities were different. I think the, we need to get those people see, into but coverage. But see, again, the, I would say, look at Greg Hughes and say the answer to that is we help those people. I agree. I agree. The answer to that yep. is we help them. I agree. If it costs us more money, I don't give a damn. We need to help those people. That's, that was that was the heart of the disagreement. And that I and just, I'm a, I with I agree with yeah. you. All right, let's go to uh, running. I, uh, see, I could never be a politician. I could never do it. I just get so. <laughs> You'd throw something in your first legislative session. I'd start some pounding my shoe on the desk. Yeah. And, you know. Well, you could. You're the Jim Debacus mold. That's what right. he does. He does it really well, and I appreciate that there are people like him up there. Yeah, you know, he can do it. He can get away with it better than I could because all uh, because at the same time, you know, there's a sort of sort of a mirthful. Mm-hmm. S- sweet quality behind yeah. all of it that you know anyway yeah uh so you've decided to run um, against mia love for the uh, fourth district 
which is which is what I mean, do you live in the 4th District? Yeah, so the 4th Congressional District is um, the west side of Salt Lake County. So it's, well, it's the cities of Mill Creek and South Salt Lake. And that's pretty much everything west of 7th East through Salt Lake County. So 85% of the 4th Congressional District is Salt Lake County. I represent, so I represent right okay. now 85% of the district. Then it's Utah County. It's everything west of I-15 in Utah County. And then it's San Pete and Juab County. Everything west of uh, I-15 in Utah County, there's a lot of development there, and yeah. lot, uh, there's a lot going. I just drove. I don't go down there very much, but I just drove that quarter, and it it changes by the week. It oh, yeah. seems like yeah. with with building there, so that's a, that's a big big part of the district. And it is. Uh, and then Juab County, you just you just have to maybe help help people seal up open mines. So, so, but why, uh, so, uh, so why run against me, love? Why did you decide to do that? You know, I think, I mean, a lot of it came out as, as my work as mayor, and you know, and we we work across party lines. I was saying I, I have strong relationships with the governor's office and the lieutenant governor and the speaker and so many other mayors throughout the county. And we've we've got our challenges in in Utah, and we've got our opportunities as well. But just you know, as I look at this and what the frustrating thing to me, and this became a theme that um, on many of the issues we're dealing with the seat of our federal partner is totally absent. There's nobody there to help. And yet the biggest contributor, the person who can help the most with the stuff we're doing is, is our federal partner. Is, is Mia Love. You're totally absent. I, I know it just, it just, that just dawned on me that, that, these decisions, these things you have been talking about, she should have a voice and be yeah. there uh, from to represent, and you and she's not. She's not there. She's not doing anything. And I thought that you know the things that I care passionately about, whether it's helping people in, in with addiction to overcome their addiction, whether it's even transportation and transportation congestion and some of those things, federal government has uh, can play a role in that. And she's just not there. And I thought you I reach really, out to her. I would assume. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and look, I have a good relationship with her. I think she's a, a really nice person. Yeah. I like her, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't think that that seat is not occupied. And uh, if I really want to move the needle in a big way on on the issues that I'm passionate about, I think the things that are important to the people of Utah, we need to have somebody occupying that seat. Mm. You know, uh, I looked at your um, uh, campaign web website. And I just want to address some of the things I sure. read on there, uh-huh. because that's essentially your, your platform, your yeah. issues. And I think the first thing that's on there is uh, you want to uh, fix, uh, help fix a, bro- well, I think it just says fix a broken Washington. What, yeah. yeah you're, you'd be a freshman congressman. You know, you must have some idea of what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Being a freshman congressman, you have just like, hi, guys, it's me. I, yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. Who? You know, it's, you don't have a lot of power, really. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think I've I've found that, you know, as a Democrat in the Utah legislature, where I'm 20% of an 80% Republican legislature, I punch above my weight, right? I mean, I, I, when, I was in, when I was a senator, I'd pass 15 to 20 bills every session. We'd get stuff done. And, I, uh, you know, I know that a freshman, especially in a body of 435, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think I'm somebody who I'm going to will things into existence. I'm going to work hard and make it happen. Uh, Mia Love, uh, what kind, what legislation has she had her name on? And has she, has she introduced any bills? I mean, she'll or talk about stuff she co-sponsors, and and I like to say, you know, co-sponsoring legislation is kind of the congressional equivalent of liking a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You know, you can yeah, call yourself an environmentalist good. if you clicked like on the Sierra Club's mm-hmm. Facebook page. You know, I mean, that's I, I appreciate that she sponsored some of that legislation. You know, I would look, what has she done for Utah? I would ask people, you know, people know what Salt Lake County has done in the last six years as I've been mayor. What has Mia Love done as, in Congress? You know, we're, we're, uh, we're kind of, 
mean to her on our show with just one little drop that <laughs> that we have uh, when she was asked for the first time she was running what what were her priorities and one of the things she says well one of the first things we have to do is uh, is get rid of the department of education yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and so well she hasn't done that so i would so say maybe she's, not doing something's she, good <laughs> she has not fulfilled her campaign promises maybe it's time for her to come home yeah uh budget <laughs> It's a, you have the, uh, on there, you need to fix a broken Washington and then fix the affordable, oh, and the next thing is health care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fix the Affordable Care Act, not get rid of it. Are you in the great minority about that? You know, it seems like from both maybe the left and right, there's there's people who want to get rid of it and people who people on the right who want to get rid of it and people on the left who want to get rid of it. Certainly, it, it hasn't held up to the expectations that people hoped for. We've seen healthcare costs increase. I think of my friend Don, who, you know, she was telling me the other day that their health insurance costs them $2,000 a month and it's a high deductible plan. Yeah. And that's probably more than their mortgage. And, uh, and yet she says, when my kids are sick, we don't go to the doctor because we can't afford it. So they're really paying that much for catastrophic healthcare. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong if healthcare is that expensive. Uh, we've got to make it more affordable. There are things we can do, you know, like we've been able to do with Medicaid expansion, but that was part of that. Clearly a winner on Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. And, and we're chipping away at that in Utah. We're getting more and more coverage through that. But look, I think, I think we've... Um, you know, I don't know what the solutions are exactly, but the problem right now is you've got people on the right who are repealing it and not offering any solutions. And I think people on the left who also aren't offering solutions and just doubling down on it. And, and look, we can admit that um, that we needed – healthcare system was broken before Obama came to it. Mm-hmm. He proposed a solution. It wasn't everything that we hoped for. Well, it, it wasn't everything that was hoped for. Because it was opposed, right? Uh, you know, they they chip away at it, they oppose it, they fight it, they, you know, rather than saying let's just adopt this and and let it do its work. Now he, I mean, it still wasn't perfect because what would be perfect is a one payer system, Medicare for all. That's what would really work, but nobody will go that route. Well, and you know, any major piece of legislation you pass is not going to be perfect, especially yeah. something of that size is not going to be perfect. So, you know, to go back and to see what's wrong and to try and fix it, but there were some good things in it. You know, the fact that um, a, a kid can stay on their parents' health insurance longer, that you know, the um, protecting against uh, pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. and and you know, so there were some good things in there. I think we need to do some work, in a, and it's going to take a bipartisan approach to it to what, figure so, out how to fix so, it. So, so in Washington right now, that was. That was going to be a big priority right off the bat when Trump was elected uh, president, and they kind of pushed it and pushed it, and then it just fizzled. It didn't. They they didn't go anywhere with it, and, and so where where does where does that all stand right now? Is it just in limbo? Is it well? Just- I, I think that um, they they passed uh, in the. I think it was part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in, in December that they passed. The, the, some, the so-called uh, tax reform? Yeah, that had some implications for the uh, Affordable Health Care mm. Act that, that really a lot of people say will, will cause it to bleed a slow death. So um, pretty fundamental blow that, that they took to it with that. And mm. uh, um, what you're going to see then is, um, you know, that Mia Love, in fact, voted for it. it, it uh, a nonpartisan think tank has predicted that you're going to see this year an average of a 19% increase in premiums this year. So, you know, I think Congress hasn't, you know, they, they tried to repeal it unsuccessfully. Uh, now what they're trying to do is break it. And, uh, and unfortunately, just by breaking it, um, families, you know, my friend Don, who has, has already has incredibly high premiums, is going to see that go up by another 19% this year. 
Um, do you think that a single payer is in the future for this country? You know, I, I, I mean, can you get a little closer? Yeah, to the mic sure, with sure. You yeah, okay, on single payer, you know, I, I'm, I'm not ready yet, even myself, to go there. Um, I think, you know. We've got to. I want to see the system as we have it right now. What can we do to make it work before we before we look at a single payer? Um, it's it's not it's not something I'm ready to commit to. Um, let's see how Medicaid expansion works. I think there's some still some issues that need to be worked through with Medicaid, and I think we're looking at that. Um, I think you know uh, the United States has one of the most health expensive healthcare systems in the world, but we also are really the innovators. We're the ones who are finding cures for disease and and uh, and advancing the status of healthcare. And I think that's something I want to be careful that we don't miss. But also. The, but at the same time, we are not we are not number one when it comes to no. Uh, to the quality of health care. I mean, the the uh, uh, premature births and still, you know, and, all, uh, and uh, uh, stillborn babies. We're we're very low. You know, we 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 have a high right. high mortality high mortality of infants, and you know that yeah. which, which is shocking if you really look at those statistics. Yeah, if you look at what we're paying and what we're getting, yeah. you know, we got one of the most expensive and and not the highest quality. So. Clearly, there's work to be done there. As I said to Gary Herbert, uh, the governor, one time uh, when I was talking to him, I said, to, you know, uh, Governor Herbert, what do you think about having, what, what do you think about gay marriage? What is, do you think it might happen? And he said, no, I don't, I don't think it's really going to happen. But if it does, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm going to oppose it. But if it happens, then I'll have, to, I'll support the law, which yeah, I thought right. was a great. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think it's maybe coming quicker than you know, and you're on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And I think the same thing about uh, health care. I think single-payer Medicare for all is inevitable. I don't know how quick it's going to come, but but I think th- that – and it could be just like – it could be like gay marriage. It could be like boom. Yeah. You know, how did – that was almost a miracle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A miracle uh, provided by the state of Utah and uh, whoever it was that put that uh, – I forget who it was who put the amendment – in the, in our constitution, right, Christensen, I think Olivar Christensen, yeah. Yeah. yeah, put the amendment no with no gay marriage. He put that in the con- Utah yeah. Constitution, and that triggered everything, right. didn't it? Right, it did. Somebody's going to do. It's something like that'll happen with single. Yeah, I mean the system's broken, right? Yeah. And it's not getting better. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what the future is. What I say, I'm going to go back to Congress. I'm going to be part of the solution. I have ideas and I have thoughts about what that could be. But really, I'm going to I'm going to do exactly what I've done as a senator and as a mayor. Is I'm going to work across the aisle. And find those solutions and move it forward. And you know, unfortunately, I think you, you know the, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And, and the reaction is going to have to. We're going to have to react in a way that to solve this really pressing problem on our families. And it's it's not a fiscally responsible thing to do. We see this with our you know going back to addiction and treatment. It is cheaper to treat sure. somebody than it is to incarcerate them and treat them in the emergency rooms and everything else. And so yeah, or people who don't have health care end up going to the emergency rooms, yeah. and and it's way more expensive right. to deal with all of that. Um, uh, so let's start. We should, you know, talk about. Maybe we should have started with this um, uh, gun violence, yeah. because that's such a big deal right now. And and uh, I'll just so we'll ask you up front, and I think I probably know what the answer is. But uh, have you been offered any money by the National Rifle <laughs> Association? And if you are, will you take it? Uh, they, I have not been offered any money, and no, I will not take it. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about? Uh, people are talking about some form of uh, gun control. Um, everybody who, everyone who has guns, they get in a panic. They get panic. They said, and Justice, former Justice John Paul Stevens, didn't help things by saying, <laughs> "Well, I think we ought to get rid of." This. Don't say that. Yeah. 
you know, because yeah. that just panics those people right. even more, right. and the, and more donations go to the NRA. Only uh, crazy people like me and Bill are allowed to say. I mean, <laughs> no, see, and I don't even say it. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think the Second Amendment sh- should be repealed, really. And I don't either. And and I, I do get it out of there. Yeah, and I, but I would certainly like to see more control of guns and and all of that kind of thing. So what is uh, Ben McAdams? So you know, I, um, again, going back to maybe the therapy with my dad. Um, I don't have a lot of good memories of my dad, uh, 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 but I do remember he, him taking me hunting, mm-hmm. and I remember him taking us to the shooting range and practicing shooting in that. So, I have good memories uh, about spending time with my dad and and shooting guns in a safe way, mm-hmm. and and I think that's true. I, a lot of people I think on the coast don't understand what guns mean in in the interior and in Utah, and uh, and for a lot of it it's heritage and it's father and son time and it's family time and and so I think they don't understand that. So I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. That being said, where uh, where there are rights, there are also responsibilities, and we as a nation owe it to our kids to keep them safe in schools. We you know gun violence is far too common in this country, and there are some really easy things that we should do. We should have done them a long time ago, and we can do. And I support them. Let's let's have universal background checks so that people who are terrorists for for heaven's sakes who who we say can't get on an airplane but they can buy a gun so why can't we have terrorists who can't buy guns people who have mental illness and a propensity for violence should not be buying guns domestic abusers should not be buying guns Let's do the if background checks. If you've ever had a restraining order taken out against you, you should not have a gun. That's right. Let's 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 uh, we can fix it with the background checks. You know, as uh, raising the age limit, I think is something that is makes sense. You know, a, a teenager should not be able to go out and buy an assault weapon when that teenager can can't buy alcohol and can't buy cigarettes, but he can buy he or she can buy an assault weapon uh, without well, permission. But the argument then is, well, I am eighteen and I can go join the military sure. and use an assault weapon. Yeah. So why can't I buy one? Well, uh, no, I don't think anyone should be allowed to buy an assault weapon. Would you go that far? You know, I don't. I don't know that I'd go that far. I don't know a lot about assault weapons. I've never shot an assault weapon, but it's something I want to learn more supposed about. Supposed to be fun. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. Um, I think responsible gun Driving ownership. Driving a tank would be fun. <laughs> well, yeah. Responsible gun ownership is something that um, you know I think we we can we can support. And if people are, are shown to be responsible and to use it. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think we, we I don't want to target responsible gun owners, but, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're not being a very good candidate right here and I, I should, so I'll open this door for you. Okay. Uh, has your opponent taken money from the NRA? <laughs> My opponent has taken $93,000 from the NRA and other gun lobbies. She would say she's only taken 3000, but she's actually taken 93,000. When you look at gun lobbyists outside, the NRA is a direct organization has given to her, but so have a lot of other people in the gun lobby. Mm-hmm. She's not only taken a lot of money from from uh, the gun lobby, but she's also been pretty uh, duplicitous. She's been dishonest, honestly, about her her position on guns. She'll go and say things, you know, that um, make you feel good and make you think that she's just taking a position. Like she has, she had an editorial in the Deseret News um, over the weekend when when we had all those marches, and she said, uh, you know, what we really need to do is listen to the kids. And so you infer that to mean mm-hmm. she's open to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, when you uh, who who, who was where's the don't listen yeah. to the kids lobby? Who are they? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, she said uh, all options should be on the table, and uh, and she implies then that 
all options should be on the table. And then she goes on Facebook in what she thought was a, a private Facebook group. And there are news stories who have now reported on this. Um, <laughs> she thought it was a private Facebook group, but her, her comments were, well, what I meant by all options are on the table is we should ban violent video games. So I guess maybe you could say her position is she supports gun control in, uh, in video games, but nowhere else. I, oh, okay. Uh, so, so much, yeah, just so much on. wrong there. They're yeah. just, um, yeah. you, uh, you've raised, you're raising money for your campaign. Uh, you haven't taken any money you, uh, uh, from the NRA. You haven't been offered any money from Nancy Pelosi and, yeah. and her, uh, you know, she's going around, she has a big slush fund of money that, right. uh, and that's, which is perfectly legal. And she, sure. she, she is, uh, the, the head of the Democrats in Congress, and she can give that money to whoever she wants to help with their campaigns, and she's been doing that, but you've been passed over. Yeah. Um, do you care about that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, when I... <laughs> nope. Nope. When I decided to run, uh, I you know, I said to myself and my family, and I've even said this to people uh, around the state and even nationally, I'm going to be myself. And sometimes you're going to like that if you're a Democrat. Sometimes you're going to like that. Sometimes you're not. You know, I'm going to have good relationships with people like Greg Hughes, who Democrats hate mm-hmm. oftentimes. And I'm going to, I'm going to be myself. It's not, Congress isn't that great of a job that I'm going to sell my soul to win it no matter what. I'm going to be true and authentic to who I am. And if the voters like that and choose to elect me, great. Um, or if they don't, as my wife says, if I lose, then I earn more money and have more free time is her, you know, is her hope. But, you know, if people were making a TV show or a movie out of this right now, they would say, you know that movie's really too sappy. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's uh, you know, as a, and and people listening to this, as I sit across the table from uh, Ben McAdams, Mayor McAdams, which I've done before and I've talked to him before. He's not kidding. I mean, he is he is as authentic as he sounds, and I I really appreciate that. Um, you you sound almost too like just this cockeyed optimist kid, uh, but that's who you are. That's who I am. Uh, that, and I, I appreciate that. That's that you find that you don't. And I'm afraid you will go to Congress and they will corrupt that. It'll be, you know, it'll ruin you. You know, I mean, um, uh, uh, it's just next time we see you, you'll be like wandering around instead of protein shakes. Yeah. You'll have red wine that <laughs> mm-hmm. Bill taught you how to buy. You'll ruin you. Right. Uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, immigration. I uh, I. The Dreamer situation, uh, Mitt Romney, who will be the next senator from the state of Utah. That There's no – I don't know. Yeah. Is anybody yeah, – somebody's going to run against him. But, well, Jenny Wilson is oh, running Jenny a good Wilson campaign. Is, you know? She is. Yeah. She, and she's – She's every, got a tough climb, but – And yeah. everything she says is – in in what in response to Mitt Romney, everything she says is correct. She's right about most of those things. But it's – Damn, it's Mitt Romney. I admire her, yeah. but it's Mitt Romney. Yeah. Uh, but it, he says uh, his immigration plan is for the Dreamers. Well, we have to make sure that they speak English to get to get them to stay. They have to have uh, some money in the bank. And I think yeah. what was it? The uh, crime like college, free or no. college or something? Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Uh, or crime. So so he just wants you know he just wants the rich, well spoken Mexicans. Uh, to be able to stay and other immigrants to be able to stay here in this country. Um, 
What do you stand on? I was on disappointed all of that? in those comments. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, as mayor, both as a senator and mayor, I've done a lot of work on immigration reform. I was one of the authors of the Utah Compact that was a bringing together, looking at a more sensible approach to immigration reform. And, and this is, is, was that what happened? I mean, we're considered, and some people hate this, but we're considered a sanctuary city. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the state of Utah is a state that's welcomed with open arms refugees. And, and I truly believe that our refugee, our new American population, they make mm-hmm. us stronger. They make mm-hmm. us a better community. And I look, look, Utah was founded by refugees. The Mormon pioneers came here seeking refuge from persecution, religious persecution. Mm-hmm. And I think that runs deep in our in our sense of identity. So, so, that, so that's different, though, and I, uh, than people, refugees who are here illegally. Yeah. Now, the dreamers, those so-called kids who were there, yeah. and there are a lot of them in Utah, their parents were illegal, and and then the kids were born here, no fault of their own, or they were brought here when they were very young. young yeah. It is just incomprehensible to me that we have not identified, well, I think we have sort of identified them. They've come out of the shadows because they were it's made kind of a promise. kind of a bait and switch, right? Yeah. yeah. And somebody promised them, the Obama said, we promised you, you come out of the shadows, we'll make sure that you- right. Or can stay here, and and nothing has happened with that. And then, well, the worse, the rug was ripped out, ripped yeah. out from under them. Yeah. They're threatened with deportation. It's scary for these kids. And look, I know I've gotten to meet a handful of dreamers, inspiring people. These are college graduates who are working great paying jobs. These are the type of people we want to be members of our our societies, our, our state, citizens of this great country. They have pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, put themselves through college, overcome incredible circumstances, and now they're giving back. But there are some of them who haven't done that. Sure. I mean, they're they're sitting on their butt, you know, doing whatever. Just like any other American yeah, kid. But they should be allowed to stay sure. too yes, because it wasn't their fault that That's they right. were brought yeah. here, that they yeah. were here. And uh, and I'm a strong supporter of that. And uh, I think the people of Utah support that. We've got to find a solution to the Dream Act. It's, it's really been inexcusable that Congress has kicked the can down the road and shirked their duty. You know, it was in, it was, it was 2008 that Utah passed the Utah Compact that essentially laid out our principles for this and gave, you know, uh, direction to our congressional delegation what we wanted to see. And here they are, you know, with three-month extensions of this. And imagine if you're a dreamer and, and, or a, a looking to hire a, an employer looking to hire a dreamer, mm-hmm. and you don't know if that employee is going to be gone in three months or, or the authority will be revoked, that holding pattern, even though yet we haven't yet kicked the dreamers out, that uncertainty that goes by in six-week to three-month increments is scary, and it's causing harm to our community, and it's time for Congress to step up and do something. And honestly, I, this is when I say, like, I'm a nice guy and I'm a bridge builder, um, when I believe in something, I will fight for it, and it is... It is upsetting to me and inexcusable that Congress has not acted. They mm-hmm. keep kicking down the can down the road. They point the fingers at each other and they do nothing. And and look, Mia Love has been part of that problem. Um, I I can't uh, I can't fathom that people hearing you talk about these issues would not say, you know, it's time to put somebody in there who will do something because Mia Love really has been pretty absent. Uh, how can you? Uh, how much time do you have left as county mayor? Uh, two years. So, uh, so you so you have to run for Congress and um, do your job as mayor as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I think there were some some handful of protesters. Like when you filed for for to yeah, these were this was Mia Loves. Some of them were actually paid staff of Mia Loves. Um, <laughs> they came and said, "Well, Ben McAdams is never in the office, and he's hired three associate mayors yeah, to run the yeah. county, so he can go run for Congress." Yeah. Uh, what What is the truth of all of that? 
Well, again, it's it's quite it's just dishonest. It's a lie. Um, I I work very hard as mayor. Anybody who knows me work knows how hard I work. And the, and just look at the stuff that's happened while I've been mayor um, to to see how hard that I work. So um, you know, I, I, when you when you're in politics and you have to run for re-election or run for a new office, you're you're juggling. And it, quite frankly, what it means is I'm not sleeping a lot these days, and my family's seeing unfortunately they're seeing less of me. Mm-hmm. But I work hard as Salt Lake County Mayor. We are getting things done as Salt Lake County Mayor. I'm sleeping a lot less. I'm probably sleeping four or five hours in a night right now, but we're working hard. Um, Mia Love wants to say that we're growing government. I mean, she's just pulling out you know, the, the same old boring talking points that rep- Republicans and people go to Washington, they say this about Democrats. They, we spend too much, we, all this stuff. And it's just not true. I mean, Salt Lake County, we run a tight ship. We're efficient. We use our tax dollars what wisely. What about that three associate mayor? Thing? Oh, so you know, one of the th- <laughs> what was that all about? So one of the things that I did. It, this was almost uh, two, three years ago. That um, you know, a lot of times people say, "Well, I need to talk to the mayor," and and I have some really talented people that work for me. And uh, what I did is kind of what they do in the in the in business. You know, you have the CEO, but then you'll have the vice president of finance and the vice president of marketing and the vice president of this and the vice president of that. And I said, I'm going to look at my staff who really are senior level staff and I want to give They've them- They've been the there title. longer than you have yeah, some of them, Yeah, most right? of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, give them the title deputy mayor. So I took my uh, our CFO who oversees all of the finances and, and his title was CFO. And then I changed his title to deputy mayor and CFO. And then, you know, we had the chief administrative officer and I gave her the title deputy mayor and chief administrative officer. I didn't hire a single person mm-hmm. new. I just gave titles to people that really were reflective of the job they were doing, the senior level of work that they were doing. And what I found is people just had more confidence then that you don't have to go, uh, you know, the, the deputy mayor and, and CFO was talking to me. We meet multiple times a week. Um, people don't need to come to him and then to me, they can go to him and trust that he's going to talk to me. Or, or go to you first and you have to say, right. you know, really, the person who is most competent to handle that, yeah. this is my deputy mayor who's in charge of finance. And then he'll work up a recommendation. He'll talk and meet with me. But what we found is we just streamlined Salt Lake County. It works much more efficiently. And we didn't spend a single dollar of tax dollars more. We just, you know. So you didn't hire those people so that it would make your job easier no. so you could run for Congress. Well, first of all, I didn't know if I was running for Congress three years ago or two years ago when we made this change. Um, they were already county didn't employees. Hire them. Didn't mm-hmm. hire them. Didn't mm-hmm. spend more money on them. That's just, you know, that's what's kind of disappointing. People, you go to Washington. It seems like Mia Love has become part of the problem. She goes to Washington. She falls into those talking points of of misconstruing uh, your opponent's record. Not talking about real issues. Let's talk about the dreamers. Let's talk about school safety. Let's talk about these things. Instead, we're going to talk about whether or not giving somebody a different title is growing government or not. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, she's become Washington. I think it's disappointing. And the voters deserve an election about the issues, not just about Mis- misstatements and misconstruing. I'll bet she's working hard, though, to abolish the Department of Education. Yeah. Which well. she said she was going to do. Uh, she agrees with Betsy DeVos. Jeez, oh, now it's not going. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder if she's going to take away student loans, too. That was another thing, is she opposed Pell Grants Pell and Grants. student loans. Yeah. Look, I, I grew up uh, from a lower-income family. I wouldn't have gone to college without Pell Grants. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still had to work two part-time jobs to put myself through college, but Pell Grants made it a possibility. And uh, and that's what this is about. You know, we're going to create opportunities for people who, who aren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. We're going to pull up the ladder behind us, shut the door behind us, or are we going to continue to, to create opportunities for people who need it? Uh, we've... Uh uh, put out a call right to Mia Love's office to, mm-hmm. to to invite her to come on the Let's Go Eat show, and I'd love to talk to her. We interviewed her once a long time ago while she 
when she was running for office and, uh, the first time, and, and she was great. Uh, she's kind of kept a low pro- profile since then yeah, in the media. Yeah. I think somebody has told her to do that, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so maybe she'll come on. It's always nice to talk to you. Um, I have one regret about this interview. Okay. That I marginalized Jenny Wilson. Oh, <laughs> she's Je- great. I, she is, Jenny, and I, I apologize for saying, is anybody running against Mitt Romney? I apologize. I know Jenny Wilson. I gave her some money to be upfront about it, and, and that was just stupid of me, and I feel uh, embarrassed. Okay. So, is that good mea culpa? Sure. I mean, I could have also just cut that bit out, but it's fine. We'll just leave this on. It's <laughs> no, fine. no. I believe. <laughs> thanks. Saving I believe me some in, work. I, I believe it. like Ben McAdams does in complete transparency, okay. <laughs> if possible. I believe in lying as much as possible. Although I don't, I, I, do. I don't want people to know that I wet the bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, there we. Can you cut that out? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> County Mayor Ben McAdams uh, running for Congress, the fourth district. Uh, the it, is it this November? This November. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you yeah. don't have much. You got to get out of here. We're working hard. You yeah. got. You got to go do work on the county and then uh, campaign. Spend my evenings campaigning. And the campaigns has. I mean, it has not gotten heated up really. But you're going door to door. Yeah, we're working hard. We we have volunteers in the office. Ben McAdams for Congress If you want to learn yep. more and sign okay. up, uh, we need all the help we can get. Uh, this is a. a targeted race it's a very competitive race the polling shows it really a statistical tie right now so even yeah yeah Uh, best of luck protein shake and thanks yeah thanks for the protein shake check them out Uh, that's it uh ben mcadams always a pleasure uh allison sitting allison hayron sitting over there that's always nice to see you allison and uh thanks dylan for producing the show maybe cut that bedwetting part out okay but but probably (laughs) not though oh that's it for the let's go eat show i'm bill allred remember if you're pouring drinks always make mine a double Broadway Media Podcast Network.